Welcome to our Spiritual Resilience Podcast with Reverend Rich Taffel, a transformative leader and executive coach in areas of public policy, social change, and spiritual entrepreneurship. We understand that today's life and social challenges require a more holistic approach, including spiritual tools, thoughtful dialogue, and of course, community building. Join us in the conversation. I really appreciated. As I said as before, this has been a really big part of my growth as the CEO of Indigo that Katarina just talked about. And I want a disclaimer that I am in nowhere near understanding this or doing this well, but it's something I've been thinking about now for several years, actually, and practicing pretty actively for the last couple of years. And the reason why I picked that Joseph story, and if, if I'm sure most of us know the Joseph story, but in case you don't, you know, Joseph was um, sold by his brothers into slavery because they were jealous of him, basically. And then once he became a slave in Egypt, then he was unjustly put in prison and stuck in prison for a few years. And then through a miracle of God and the interpretation of dreams, he rose up to becoming um, the second in command of all of Egypt, which was the greatest world power at the time. And really was able to save, you know, many, many, many lives, as we said, heard in the scripture through a famine that um, he, God, God predicted for him. And then his brothers came. And of course, when they found out who he was, were terrified that he would take vengeance because they truly did him wrong and he forgave them. And the reason why he forgave them is because he saw the good that God accomplished and what was happening. And that's the other reason why I picked that Swedenborg insight, because it really aligns so beautifully with the Joseph story, which is one of my favorite stories in the Bible and quite dramatic. And I encourage you to read it if you haven't recently. Because in the Swedenborg insight, he said, you know, those who have charity hardly notice the evil in another person. And the reason why they do that is because they believe that the Lord actually does bend everything evil into good. And I feel like truly understanding that is one of the entry points for understanding forgiveness and not taking things personally and being part of the solution that rather than part of the problem. When Jesus was on the cross being crucified in a most horrific death and for something, of course, that he didn't deserve as well, saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing, I feel like is one of the most powerful sayings ever recorded in history. And I feel like Jesus was showing us what forgiveness as a leadership path is, that in the midst of pain, in the midst of suffering and outrageous atrocities to spend the time to to forgive and to take on like li literally take responsibility in that moment of the evil that was coming into the world and happening and then really changing everything through that I first got introduced to this idea of taking responsibility as a leader, which led me to forgiveness as a leader 
when I was 28 years old. And I did a year long executive leadership retreat that completely changed my life. And one of the things that they said in this retreat is that leaders are somebody who takes responsibility for their impact. And impact is, is whatever happens. So you do something as a leader or not do something as a leader because not doing something can impact people just as much as doing something. And whether it creates a positive or a negative impact or an unintended impact, you stay and take responsibility because you believe that we're all interconnected and you stay with whatever happens. And this whole idea of taking responsibility gets taken to a whole nother level when I learned about Swedenborg. Because in the Swedenborg tradition, he really believed this idea of correspondences, you know, this idea that everything you do in this realm also impacts the spiritual realm and everything that impacts the spiritual realm impacts this realm. And the other passage that I picked in Luke, where Jesus says, do not judge and you will be judged. Do not condemn and you'll be condemned. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. Another, Jesus makes a lot of references to correspondences, including whatever you loose in heaven will be loose in her earth. Whatever you bind in heaven will be bound on earth. And I love this idea that what we do matters in a much deeper way than we realize. And we're all interconnected in a much deeper way than we realize. And so understanding that as a leader is to take complete responsibility for whatever comes up. And as a Christian leader, taking that to the next level and following Jesus's example of forgiving everyone that's around us. And I've had a really hard time understanding forgiveness from the traditional Christian view, because I feel like it's so wrapped up in this idea of like getting saved or sin. So it's really been hard for me to understand it. And it feels like a lot of times I feel like the traditional Christian views can make it feel like it's a one-time thing, whereas forgiveness is a process. It's a path. It's something that I consciously do every single day as a leader. And so I've actually brought in a couple other um, ways of thinking about forgiveness that have helped me to understand it better. And I'm going to share that with you. It might feel a little out there, but I, it's really helped me. So I wanted to share that with you. So in my work at Indigo, we've had the great privilege of working in many Native American communities, both on the East Coast and in the Navajo Reservation and in Hawaii. And there's a, a word in the in almost all the tribes, this idea of a cannibalistic spirit that embodies greed and excess. And the word in Algonquin is actually Wetico. And it's this idea that it's if you want to put it from like a spiritual perspective, you could call it energy that's from the hells. It's this insatiable hunger that can never be filled. And the Native Americans really believed that the white people were infected by Wetico because of the way they acted, because of the way they killed people and felt like the land was theirs and treated the land. And so this idea of this insatiable hunger really aligns to what Jesus was talking about when he says, I'm the living water. I'm, I'm the bread of life. You know, when you drink me, you will no longer be thirsty because this idea, the world, this, these hellish energies are insatiable. 
and they feed, they feed on each other. And so forgiveness is like the antidote to Wetico. It's the antidote to the hellish energies. And I feel like it's really hard for us humans to get this. And we're actually in good company because when you think about Jesus's disciples, they didn't think he was going to die on a cross and forgive everybody. They thought he was going to kill all the Romans and kick them out. And Israel was going to be restored and become this magical, powerful kingdom. And they would become powerful too. And it was the exact opposite of that. And the reason why it couldn't be that way, because if Jesus had done that, if he had chosen this path of war and vengeance, all you're doing is feeding the hellish energies, which actually creates more hellish energy. And what we want to do as Christians and what I want to do as a leader is to create healing energy and heavenly energy. And the best way that I've found to do that is, is to forgive and to practice forgiveness. So how do I actually do that? Well, it's, it's very complicated and multifaceted, and I've tried a lot of tools. And if folks want, I can share more tools in the discussion or add tools that Katarina can add to our newsletter. Um, but something really simple is when people, when I'm in a conversation with someone and getting frustrated or judging them to immediately say, oh, wow, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me for judging them. Oh, let's send them love. Please forgive them because they know not what they do. You can just repeat Jesus's words. It actually is quite powerful to say that in your mind in the middle of a frustrating conversation. Another thing that I feel like really helps on the forgiveness path is to praise God. So something negative happens, something painful happens. And instead of reacting to that negativity and feeding the hellish energy, you just praise God and say, you know what? I know that this evil is going to be turned to good. And again, very hard to do, but really powerful and unlocking the healing energies and the heavenly energies is practicing this every single day. And the last practice I want to share, because it's really simple and it's something I find really aligns with, um, with all these ideas I'm talking about, is called the Ho'oponopono prayer. And Ho'oponopono is from the native Hawaiian culture. They used to use it as a reconciliation technique. And what's powerful about it is it really aligns to what Jesus was showing us on the cross about taking responsibility about whatever comes to us, even if it isn't our own, and then apologizing for that, asking for forgiveness, coming with gratitude and love. So the four steps to the Ho'oponopono is I'm sorry. So, you know, I would say something like, wow, I'm really sorry that I'm feeling judgmental right now, or I'm really sorry that this tragedy is happening in the world, that a young man, another young man, you know, decided to open up fire on a crowd. And then you take responsibility for whatever suffering you feel. You say, please forgive me for whatever part I've played in promoting the energy that created that and not being part of the solution in feeding that wetico that happened. So please forgive me. So you take responsibility and you can also forgive them. Please forgive the person who decided to do that. Please forgive all the folks involved. And then you have gratitude. You say, you know, thank you, God, that 
there's so many people working to solve these problems. Thank you that so many people there were helping. Thank you that, um, that we do have hope in a future and the world can change. And then you send love. You send, I love, I love you, God. Thank you for loving us. Send love to the people in pain. Send love to the people in those situations. And just going through those four steps and you'll develop your own process with it because I do it quite differently every time I feel actually changes the whole situation it energetically changes the situation you're not feeding that wetico anymore and you're doing you're following Jesus's example of forgiveness and you're actually transforming the world in a way that you can't even imagine and it is something you can do and I know I feel so hopeless when thinking about all the problems that are going on in the world that having something I can do that changes me and my heart, but also energetically changes this whole system that we've gotten ourselves into, I think is really the path to leadership. And that's what I do. I do it with my employees. I do it with the schools I work in. I try to do it with myself because forgiving myself is a really tough one whenever I'm beating myself up. And I know it's going to take a lifetime to learn but I'm really grateful for the opportunity to have this discussion after with you today and share a little bit about what I'm learning. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Spiritual Resilience Podcast with Reverend Rich Taffel. We invite you to reach out to us with your questions and comments, as well as proposed topics for discussion. Sending you love and light. Till next episode.